Hi. Oh my god, it's been like a million years. I know. Well, it has been a couple of months, let me tell you. Yeah, like almost two whole ass months. Yeah. Oops. So, um, <laughs> we we wanted to address that at the top of our this episode. Yeah, really um, just address the elephant in the room, and it's not my fat ass. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think the last, like, t- couple times we recorded, we, Jamie had an accident, mm-hmm. and... Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit. There was more recovery and surgery involved than yeah, th- than anyone really we, thought. I yeah. mean, yeah. So I, I guess I can tell the story. So sure. Um, I don't know if I re- mentioned this um on the last episode that we recorded or not. So if this is old news, sorry about it. If it's new news, <laughs> then you're welcome. <laughs> um, it's a story. So I work for a doctor's office. Um, I schedule surgeries for a handful of great doctors and. You know, my skin wasn't getting better like on my hands and my stomach, so I reached out to one of them because my primary care had referred me to a plastic surgeon that was local to me and uh, to do reconstruction on the hands and a skin graft because it just wasn't healing. And it had, at this point, had been like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't get me in until the end of November, like after Thanksgiving, even for a consult, like at all. Like, and I was calling the last full week in October. And so I reached out to one of the doctors I work for like that Sunday night of the last week in October. And I was like, hey, like, I know it's, you know, this is kind of a weird question, but like, I'm having a really hard time getting to a plastic surgeon because I called multiple offices closer to where I live um, because I work for doctors out in San Francisco, Um, which for those of you who don't know is about like 30 minutes to an hour away, depending on traffic, et cetera. Um, And I texted him. He called me right away and he was like, um, you know, I'm thinking of like XYZ doctors, like I'll talk to them tonight and tomorrow morning and then um, do like a phone introduction and then get you in the door. I was like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. Like yeah, literally didn't really think it was nice. going to be moving this fast. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of moving fast, because this conversation happened at like, I don't know, seven o'clock on Sunday evening, seven in the morning on Monday, yeah. um, I get a like group text with the doctor I work for and then also a number I didn't know. And then, you know, hi, Jamie, this is Dr. So-and-so. Um, Dr. So-and-so, this is the person I was telling you about on the phone. Um, this is, you know, my scheduler, blah, 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 blah. Um, so he texted me on a separate chat and said, you know, can yeah. you send me pictures of the injuries and, you know, see what's going on. I sent him the pictures. He calls me, I shit you not, like, within three minutes. Yeah. And is like, that needs a graft. Like, um, no. I'm pretty sure I have time Thursday morning for surgery. So I'll when I get into the office, I'll give my assistant all of your information and let's get this rolling and I was like oh okay so 7 30 in the morning on Monday I get told yeah you fucking need surgery and then yeah 7 30 on Thursday I'm having surgery which is so good that you were able to get in like that fast because you needed it yeah like and the doctor put it this way too he was like if we don't get you in like basically by next week then the skin if it does start healing on its own will like be too tight and you won't be able to get full range of motion in your hands again yeah um, which is not something you want to hear <laughs> no especially when you're 26 <laughs> like right like cool exactly. cool cool. so I get the rest of my life without being able to bend my pinky that's rad yeah so, <laughs> so I had my surgery the first week in November um and then it's been let's see like almost six weeks post-op now 
from the time I remember the time we're recording this and I've been going to physical therapy I've been it's been a lot uh <laughs> your hands look amazing like the, it, it's such a like all difference. things considered yeah they look great yeah like they do even like when I like right after surgery like they were really bumpy and like uh, after the graft took again it was just like bumpy and lumpy and it looked discolored and you know disfigured and I was yeah. like oh this is gonna be me for the rest of my life and I still couldn't bend my fingers and yeah, I was like, oh, it's fuck, just a process. you know, and so I, I didn't realize it was this long of a thing. And, you know, it, it's been a lot like mentally and physically draining. So, yeah, that's why I've been absent. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we just um, decided to kind of take a, a little hiatus here. Yes. And we wanted to do that as well so that we could kind of brainstorm um, how we want the future of this podcast to be. Yeah. Um, you know, because we have been grateful uh, enough to have ads you know Mm -hmm. this last year which has been great um and it's it's this podcast has actually been more popular than I think either of us thought it would be so 100 fucking percent um (laughs) we want to do right by our listeners and so we've had a business meeting Mm -hmm. we're planning um some new things Uh, for the new year hopefully that we are going to implement so starting in February we have um, we're going to have some new like content each episode for you that's that'll be a little different Um, and then uh, we also are going to start a website and so all of the information about the victims and resources and pictures can be found on the website yep when Um, that when that's out we're hoping probably also early February Yeah, you know, those things take time. Of course, we want to make sure that that looks good. So um, that's something that we're working on Um, as well. We're working with, um, you know, Zach from Weekend Plans Mm -hmm. and Jackson from Jamie and Jackson's podcast, Why Do You Like This? And so um, we're because we're all under one umbrella company Mm -hmm. called Hot for Media. So or Hot for Content. I was like, um, uh, (laughs) uh, um, ma'am, you're a co-owner of this. Um, (laughs) Sorry. so yeah, so uh, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, so that's kind of all of the like loose the ends, I guess, that yeah. we left untied last year. <laughs> so I literally like tried to record without you, and no matter how like <laughs> I tried to talk so slow, but you know the types of cases we're covering, um, mainly like missing people, yeah. Um, uh, black and people of other like colors and there's just not a lot of information and so it's really difficult when you're recording on your own my yeah. my episodes were like 15 minutes long and so um yeah I just was like you know what yeah so you know again like we just kind of came together and agreed you know let's just take a little yeah. breaky poo <laughs> it was nice I'm not gonna lie I I I did need it too I mean this year I, I think for everybody yeah. has been so difficult in such different ways um, yeah, 2020 has been the shit show of all shit shows. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'll be really frank. Like, during this whole time that we've been on hiatus, like, I've been recovering from major, major surgery. I've been yeah. going through this. Like, um, I saw a meme the other day that was, like, you know, like, that meme where it's, like, a bunch of Spider-Mans, like, pointing at each other? Yes. <laughs> and it was, like, all these different kinds of depression, like, seasonal depression, right. like, COVID depression, <laughs> like, regular so, depression, like, <laughs> like, all pointing at each other. <laughs> like, who's the culprit? <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I haven't been working, so, you know, income is low. Um, like yeah. I'm on disability right now because I, I, I mean, I couldn't work with my hands. I'm going back to work, um, actually the week after this podcast airs. So. 
Yay! Yeah, so that'll be exciting. Um, I'm really excited to go back. I have full range of, well, for the most part, full range of motion in my hands again. Um, That's so good. And that'll only continue to get better. Um, so yeah, really exciting. My fingers are crossed for you. <laughs> is that a joke? It is so... Is that a pun? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, but it worked out, didn't it? <laughs> um, hey, listen. It's not your pinky. Those are your... You're, you're right. You <laughs> don't cross pinky. those fingers, I suppose. <laughs> um, oh, it's just... So I remember like when you texted me, you're like, oh my God, I can actually move my pinky yeah. again. I'm like, I totally get it because when I walked for the first time after my ankle surgery, which um, I had that like before we started this podcast, mm-hmm. um, it's such a big deal. And those it's are things bonkers. like you take for granted. Oh, a billion percent. Like, you know, the biggest thing that I thought was like, oh, like, I don't know if I'll ever get used to this again, was like holding a pen and writing. Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't realize how much like you're... I guess ring finger and pinky are actually involved in writing because like you know you're really only writing with your first fingers but they're providing so much support for your hand and the pen or whatever you're using to write with like my handwriting was deplorable up until like last week it's still not great but (laughs) you'll get there though it just gets a a little better as time passes yeah um Um, it's 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 hard though like I get it in a different way yeah it's it's just nuts like you know and I've been telling everybody this I'm like being like fully able-bodied is something I'll never take for granted again. Right. <laughs> I know. Absolutely fucking. I literally nuts. can remember sitting on the couch crying mm-hmm. when I got my I got my bandages taken off and put, got a cast on, a walking cast. And mm-hmm. my doctor was like, "After you get this cast on, you should be able to walk." And I couldn't walk. It took me an extra like probably eight days after he said I should be walking to actually walk, like without with like a minor support. Right. And. And I remember sitting there like, this is never going to be the same for me. Yeah. So it's so easy to get into like this really dark headspace when you're, when you're recovering from something like that. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's honestly just like a mind fuck. There's no better way to yeah. like describe it really. It is. Um, so yeah, but we're so glad you're back and you're feeling better. Thank you. Me too. I'm, Heck uh, yeah. I was going to say another thing that like was been kind of funky is because I had surgery and have been basically like living on my couch for the last you know, two months. Um, I got really bad about taking like my medications. So uh-huh. this is a reminder to everybody: take your fucking meds, even if you don't feel like it. Um, yeah. Take your fucking vitamins, even if you don't feel like it, because Next. yours could be a sadder, more depressed bitch. Yeah, take it from and me. Go on Hi. a walk if you can, and you're able-bodied. Yeah. Go on a walk, get some fresh air. Yeah, feels good. Or if you're, you know, in a even wheelchair, go for a wheel outside. Whatever you do, you know. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah, just fresh air. move your limbs. Get outside. You know, wear a mask. Wear a fucking mask, (laughs) please, (laughs) and get the vaccine when it's available to you. Anyways, oh, I can't wait. Yes, for real. (laughs) So this week, Jamie's up first. Yes, um, it's. I figured it was only fair because you did that solo episode. (laughs) (laughs) What did we call it? It was like I'm only funny when Jamie's not, or when Jamie's here. (laughs) Yeah, because I really am not funny. What a funny bitch. You're a funny bitch. No, like you and Audrey are the only people who laugh at my jokes, and sometimes Wes will, he'll throw me a laugh if it's like a good dad joke, you know, but like most of the time people just don't find me funny. It's fine. I've accepted it. <laughs> well, I think you're funny, and that's all that matters. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you're you. welcome. So Hair flip. Now that this is going to be on the YouTubes, I can, you can see me in real time and what I'm doing. That's Hair true. It. Hopefully this is on YouTube if I don't fuck this up. Listen, I'm actually really good at editing videos okay perfect so i'll email this to you and we'll hope for the best (laughs) yes no i actually was going to go to college to do film editing because that's what i wanted to do oh shit 
Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then you're going to be the YouTube queen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love that for you. (laughs) Um, So this is a... A, a story that's a long time coming. Um, I have teased this um, case a couple of times. Just, it's the one. This one is so interesting. This and is so, the okay, so one. <laughs> the, like, not to take away from you, yep. but, like, this actually, like, made my heart just, like, want to hug this woman who posted mm-hmm. about this. She told this story so, like, beautifully yeah and I'm reading it in her words so um this is coming from a Facebook group that Jess and I are part of a a true crime group um and uh, actually the girl and I are now friends hi Catherine (laughs) that's awesome hi Catherine (laughs) um we're Facebook friends now so you know like yes um so this is all written in her words this is about the uh death of her grandfather so again so anytime I say me or my or I this is all in the words of Catherine so yes. this is not Jaime speaking. I'm just, you know, I'm her puppet. We're She's the, the ventriloquist. You're, yeah, you're the messenger. <laughs> and she, like, she is just so good at writing. Yeah, like, this story totally compelled me. And I messaged her immediately and was like, hey, can I tell your grandpa's story on my podcast? Like, this yeah. is fucking nuts. Well, I felt like he was kind of like my grandpa after I finished. Right! <laughs> right? Like, reading it. <laughs> Fuck. It's so good. Okay, but I'll stop so you can tell, <laughs> tell, your, tell your story. Tell okay. the story. All right, so. Let me start off by saying that I loved my grandpa very, very much. I feel fortunate to have had as much time as him with I... Jesus Christ, I can't even read. Uh, I feel fortunate to have had as much time with him as I did, but if I were to be honest, it wasn't much time at all. He was the best grandpa in the entire world. I know what you're thinking, that's a pretty biased opinion, Catherine, but no, it's a fact. He was spectacular. I give you permission to be jealous. And honestly, I am. (laughs) I know. He sounded really great. Um... My grandpa, Frank, grew up very poor in a large family of Syrian refugees. The great American dream was all his family thought about, but once they crossed the border, life suddenly became all of a sudden, uh, sorry, once they crossed the border, life didn't suddenly become all sunshine, rainbows, and glitter unicorns. He had a lot of siblings, like a lot. He was one of 12 children, and while he didn't feel the threat of war constantly looming over his head, there was a deep struggle when it came to maintaining the basics such as a home, food, clean clothes, etc. At some point, he joined the Air Force and made it his career his career led him uh, let him travel and see a lot of fun places places i'm sure he never imagined he would get to see he met my uh oh sorry uh it looks like i think there might be a line missing this is my my mistake my apologies um it looks like her grandfather grandmother met his her grandfather while they were stationed in canada after they were married they started a family uh, first to unbless this world with his presence was my uncle Larry. Larry is well, he's not a murderer. Unbless. <laughs> I just. Can't. I honestly, again, great fucking writing. Rash, <laughs> and I'm just over here fucking it up. <laughs> um, the nicest thing that I can think of to say about him uh, was that he's not a murderer. <laughs> he's a real piece of caca, and that's a soft serving of <laughs> the crap about it. Uh, then came my infamous from my previous. Came from my infamous previous post, Uncle Mark. So she had another post about her Uncle Mark. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to get into that one. That's also a crazy story. Maybe one day I'll tell that one too. But yeah. honestly, the grandpa story is more more bonks, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. Um, so, and then they had her dad. So there was two of the other brother, two, two brothers and Catherine's dad. Okay. Um, so back to her grandpa, Frank. 
Because of his career, he and his family traveled a lot. They moved wherever the Air Force took them, and sometimes it was to really cool places like Hawaii or Colorado. After 20-some-odd years, he retired from the Air Force and decided to explore some other options. He went to cosmetology school, just like she would do many, many years later. He also went to nursing and business school, and that eventually led him to start his own business. It was a company for traveling nurses, and he would uh, send them to various hospitals, nursing homes, and wherever they were needed. Uh, Her dad became a manager of the company, and at some point, life was peachy keen for everybody. She says, I wasn't around for all of that, but when I finally showed up to the party, I became my grandpa's favorite. My snake of an Uncle Larry, who had two boys of his own, and no one, and I mean no one, even considered that Mark would ever have any kids, so that just left my dad. I was the first granddaughter, the first girl in a long line of men, and I was a princess. Princess Catherine, that's what he called me. I got what I wanted, when I wanted it. He spoiled me like the brat I was, but I loved every minute of it. We would go shopping at the mall, go to the movies. Every long weekend, I stayed over, and when I stayed over, I had my own room. Okay, the room bit might be an exaggeration. It was just his guest bedroom, but when it was there, when I was there, it was Princess Catherine's utopia filled with all things Barbie. Uh, he loved watching those awful hour-long TV dramas, and because he loved them, so did I. His favorite was Touched by an Angel, or rather, Titched in the Head, as he liked to call it. <laughs> um, as he always had the... with my mom. <laughs> Did you really? I don't watch that show. Yeah, a really. I've never long time seen ago. it. <laughs> uh, Christ. Yeah. Uh, and Grandpa always had the best snacks. Remember when I said he grew up poor? Well, the thing about my Grandpa was, as soon as he made it on his own, he became a became a bit of a shopaholic. He had five giant freezers in the shed full of frozen food and so on, not including the two in the laundry room. Uh, at the time, I thought he just wanted to give, give us kids lots of options. But as an adult, I realized it's because he had to go hungry a lot growing up in the Depression, and he never wanted to experience that again. Um, every Sunday, like clockwork, he would drive the hour and change to Redlands. Or I'm sorry, we would drive the hour and change to Redlands to visit him uh, for the day. Sometimes the reptile and his vapid wife would meet us there with my two cousins, but I preferred it when it was just the four of us and my grandpa. <laughs> Um, on this particular Sunday, we made the trip to Redlands, just like every other Sunday before, as lo- for as long as I can remember. But something felt off. I don't know if I really remember that, or if my dad was worried, or if I have just been told after the fact, and I think I do. But he was. <laughs> At this point, my grandpa uh, had lived in a gated retirement mobile home community where literally nothing happened. I mean literally nothing. It was very boring. Lots of old people. Old people and boredom. Anyways, we pull up into his driveway. His car was there. We walked up to the side door, the door we always used, and my dad pounded the door for what felt like forever, but Grandpa never came to answer it. At this point, my dad tells my younger brother to go in through the door, through the dog door and come unlock it for him. This wasn't new. My dad always lost his key to my grandpa's house, and sometimes in the past, when we got there, he wasn't home. I was a chubby kid, but my brother was a bag of bones. <laughs> he would run through the backyard, go through the dog door into my grandpa's bedroom, bathroom, and then book it to the side door and unlock it before the home alarm system went berserk. So that's what he did. Only this time, my dad never turned off the alarm. I was 11 at the time, and the most vivid memory I have of that day is that damn alarm. It just screamed and screamed and screamed until the police got there and turned it off. When Josh, uh, my at the time nine-year-old brother, opened the side door to let us in, he was out of breath and pale. Grandpa's on the floor. My stomach dropped. My dad ordered my brother outside and told my mom to wait with us while he went inside to see what was going on. My dad knew something was wrong before we got there. He just did. 
I remember my brother crying and throwing up. I remember my mom crying. And I remember sitting on the hood of my grandpa's Mercedes, even though it was the one thing that he would never let me do. He loved that thing only second to me. And if I had dented it with my chubby little butt, I seriously think he would have never forgiven me. No pressure though, right? I identify with that so hard. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, my dad had my mom call 911 while she waited outside with my brother and I, and the police arrived. She took us and then she took us across the street to the sweet old couple's home. I don't remember their names, but I do remember playing with their grandchildren when they came to visit. The other kids weren't there that day. They put cartoons on the TV, and we all stood in a circle, holding hands and praying. I remember thinking that it was so weird to pray, and that peeking out of either eye to get a sense. And I would peek out of either eye to get a sense of when it would be done. I'm not opposed to religion. It's just not something I grew up with. Eventually, my mom's siblings came for me and my brother. Apparently, even though the police were done for the day, my parents had to wait for the mortician to come to pick up my grandpa. It was pretty late into the day at this point, and my mom told my aunt and uncle that we needed to get uh, food on the way home. I wasn't hungry, so my brother ate his food and then mine. Um, Then we stayed the night at my aunt's house until our parents could pick us up the next morning. Grandpa went to live with the angels. That's all my mom would tell us, and my dad was just as silent. He was angry and hit a lot of walls. He broke both of his hands within a week of each other. It wasn't a fun time in the Sleeman household. But as the years continued and I got older, it just became a fact about my life that Grandpa Frank wasn't going to be there. I had no idea what actually happened for a long time. I knew he had died, clearly. And in my teens, I came to the conclusion that it probably had something to do with his health. He had two open heart surgeries and was very ill. He carried oxygen tanks with him to assist his breathing anytime we left the house, and sometimes when, even when he was at home. I found out the truth about my grandpa when I was 16. Well, some of it. My cousin casually dropped the fact that Grandpa Frank was gay. I didn't change the way I remembered him, but I was shocked because I had never known. Looking back, I can see his fierce, flamboyant personality slapping me in the face. But at the time, I just thought he was extra fun and loved to shop. Uh, my cousin apologized for telling me, assuming that I already knew. But Pandora's box had been opened, and my family secrets started coming to light one by one. Don't you love when that happens? Yeah. Like, one, like, cousin or, like, family member says, like, one thing, and then it just, like, spurs a fucking, like, domino situation. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bonks. Um... So the following Easter, we had Buttface, I mean my Uncle Larry and his bimbo wife, and two hellion sons over for dinner. My dad had to work, and my mom was irritated that she had to entertain the scum without him. Larry demanded that we say grace before we ate, which I, uh, which I know I already said this, but we never did that. Heck, my grandfather was a Muslim, and racist kids as such. But Larry found the almighty Christian God, and this Easter dinner was his reckoning. <laughs> Uh, as we all squinted and pretended to care about whatever narcissistic thing he was thankful for, my uncle decided this was the time to forgive God for cursing him with an AIDS-ridden homosexual for a father. Excuse my language, but what the mallard? What the mallard? <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. Fuck all the way could off. Could you imagine... Could you imagine saying that about your parent? No. Absolutely the fuck not. In front of your... No. Absolute not no thank you um i was actually just watching something recently i'm trying to think of what it was i i don't know off the top of my head so forgive me but it was like a similar thing where like they were oh it was um how to get away with murder um i don't want to like spoil anything so i'm gonna like try to say this as like casually well, as possible shit then like you know maybe like fast forward 30 seconds, seconds. yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, like, a, a bit where, like, one of the families is, like, kind of religious of, like, the, 
have you watched the show? Yes. Okay, great. Have you seen the whole thing? Yes. Okay, great. So last season, um, when fuck, what's his name? Asher is uh-huh. like around like he, like his sister tricks him to like go see their mom, and she yeah. was like, like I forgive you for killing your father, like <laughs> or for it being like your fault. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he was like, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like the same like kind of jaw drop moment, but like yeah. worse. <laughs> Because yeah, um, this is like, real life, not a I, I you know Shonda Rhimes special. I would, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Could you imagine like one of your you know? I mean, we're both only children, so this is a little bit weird for us. But like, yeah, a sibling being like, oh, by the way, like, no, I finally hands. forgive. I would throw yeah. hands. Oh yeah, there like Easter dinner. There'd be ham in people's orifices. Right? <laughs> Especially, like, there are obviously are some things that are, like, which I'm, I was very grateful to never have dealt with. Like, I have great Mm -hmm. parents, but, you know, like, some people have parents who have addiction issues or worse, like, some parents are abusive, and, Mm -hmm. like, those are the things that, you know, eventually maybe you want to forgive them for if you do. Maybe you don't want to, and that's fine, but, like, Mm -hmm. that would be something that you have a legitimate reason to be upset right. about um, not because your your dad happened to be gay like that's just right so... and during a family prayer circle is truly not the fucking time no and <laughs> nor and the place i just find it so hypocritical when people really of any religion um want to like judge people because they're gay like no that's not we don't do that no we don't do that we yeah, like, don't. I'm not, like, a huge fan of cancel culture, but I'll cancel the fuck out of that. Yeah, I agree. There's some, there's problems with cancel culture. We can talk about in that in our dicking off section of this podcast, yeah. which is at the end. Yes. Okay. As I, as I was. <clears throat> okay. And as you Show. were. So, her brother storms off. Dad leaves work early and then got in a fist fight with Larry in the front yard. It was a huge mess. My mom had to answer some questions, and she and my dad had been avoiding about my grandpa because my dad couldn't and wouldn't she told me that what she knew with parental restrictions someone had murdered grandpa once that can of worms was opened it was hard to close some truth about where uncle mark was and what he did came out speaking about my grandpa's murder became less of a taboo 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 topic (laughs) (laughs) um at least with my mom we spare my dad and don't bring up what happened much and keep our stories of his dad light funny and heartwarming like the time my parents found him lying on the ground behind the couch against the wall, and when they asked him what he was doing down there, he said, Oh, I don't know, but my granddaughter does it, and she put me in time out, so here I am. Oh, I know, isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard? That is so cute. Um, or anytime distant family would come visit from Syria, or the homeland, as we called it in my house, my grandpa would demand my parents take home any pork he had and hide it temporarily from his visiting family. <laughs> you know, because Muslims don't do pork, and his family wouldn't that. eat off the same dishes or even use his clean silverware. If it ever thought of touching pork. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my grandpa used to take in vagrants off the street often. He would bring them home with him, feed him, feed them, give them a warm meal, and let them stay in the guest bedroom for a night before taking them to a shelter. Apparently he had sex with some of these men, and to be completely transparent, I don't feel the need to push for more information on that aspect, and neither do I. Yeah. Uh, On Sunday, January 20th, 2002, my grandpa Frank was found by my brother on his bedroom floor, hogtied and strangled with the breathing tubes uh, used with his oxygen tanks. The last time my father had spoken to him was the Wednesday before we found him, which is why he was worried about him. 
The house was a mess, rummaged through completely, but the only thing that was missing was his wallet. It was eventually turned in a few weeks later at a truck stop near his home with all of its contacts and in- contents intact. Empty out empty takeout containers were found in the kitchen island, and sex toys were found scattered across his bed. I have no idea if his killer planned to rob him, but didn't find anything they thought was worth stealing, or if my grandpa was propositioning them for sex and that's why he was murdered. I leaned towards the latter because nothing was taken except for the wallet. The police assumed that it was one of those vagrants that he had taken in that had killed him, and so does my family. So that's it. I don't. That's all I remember and all I've ever been told. My grandpa's murder is a cold case. There's never been a suspect. There hasn't even been any leads in almost 20 years, and his killer's never been caught. Um, we will have in the show notes a uh, phone number you can call with information. Um, and if we... I mean, until we get our website posted, if we do post, you know, like, photos of yeah, whatever on our Instagram. The plan. Yeah, um, so maybe in the interim we'll do that still. Um, do you know where this was? Um, let me double check, but I believe it was in Florida. Let me just pull it up. Um, I, I can do a quick Jamie check while you, you if you want to get okay. your shit pulled up. Yeah, so, um, but I do want to say, Catherine, I'm so sorry for your loss. I can't, yes. I literally can't even imagine that. Thank you for letting us share that. Um, we did find, I as soon as we read your post on that, um, we found your, your story, like, really, I don't know, I just, like I said, I felt your, like your grandpa was, like, kind of everybody's grandpa, you know, you just, like, want to hug yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so, and you wrote that beautifully and with some humor in there and despite it being a very, I'm sure, difficult topic to talk about. So, yes. Um, um so let me see. Oh, I it's think, uh, San, Bern- I, San Bernardino County. Okay. So, is okay, where this so Southern place. California. Yeah. We'll put more information out there. Um, um, the, I, I actually have the phone number pulled up. The cold case oh, homicide cool. unit, uh, for San, Ber- San Bernardino County Sheriff is 909 909- Four two one four nine nine zero. Yeah, there's like nothing, no information about it, really. I just googled it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, again, Catherine, thank thank you so much for sharing and for allowing me to share your story. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my case is actually really short this week because, mm-hmm. um, like we've continually said on this podcast, when we're covering people who aren't pretty white young women, there are mm-hmm. there's not a lot of information out there about them. So today um, I'm talking about um, Denise Hart, who um, she is a 24-year-old who went missing um, and then was later found to be murdered. Um, so January 25th of 2015, um, 24-year-old student and mother Denise Hart disappeared. She was from Hartford, Connecticut, uh, but she had been visiting a friend in Sudbury, Vermont. And I did some Googling because I'm obviously not familiar with the East Coast. Um, it's about a three-hour drive. Um, okay. So where she was was three hours away from where she was um, living. Uh her mother reported her missing January 31st when she failed to hear from her daughter. Um, and I believe that, that her uh, Denise's child was with, like, one of her parents or something like that because okay. um, nothing happened to the child. So her mom reported her missing um, six days after she had last been seen. Oh, shit. Then. I feel like that's a long time, especially... Did you say that the child was with the grandma? I am not quite sure where the child was, but the child wasn't with her. 
Okay, because I was going to say, like, I think I might have just, like, made that up in my head that she was with the grandma. <laughs> I was like, how did I, she I not realize that for six days? I, I think that she, the, the child was, I don't know, if, I think it was a little boy. Um, but, yeah, so, but what um, Denise's mom wasn't notified of, so, like, it was six days later she reported her missing. But, actually, the ne- it was the next day that Denise's car was found. So, oh, Denise, went, do, Denise goes missing January 25th. January 26th, her car is found engulfed in flames in Cornwall, Vermont, which is 15 minutes away from Sudbury, where she was last seen. Okay, but her well. mom didn't know that. Nobody informed her mom of that. Which, I mean, granted, she's a, a 24-year-old. Like, that's not necessarily, like... She's not a minor. I, I do understand. Right. But it was just interesting that, like, the dots didn't come into contact there, like, when she reported her missing. So, no, like, literally not at far, all. Right, right. It's it's just weird. And it's not like, I mean, it's, it's not that far away. It's not like this happened, like, you know, states and states away. Like, it's only a couple right. of hours. So her car was on fire. Um, and, obviously, the police sus- suspected foul play immediately right they didn't give out any any other any other information like there's really nothing and 11 months later so later in that same year um her skeletal remains were found by somebody who was walking their dogs and the remains were found 13 miles away from where her car was found on fire so like not that far it's only like i mean like a 20 minute drive 20 30 minute drive yeah i mean depending on the roads and like you know whatever so they're, the police listed her death as a homicide. They obviously do suspect foul play, which you have to be sick to not suspect foul play in that situation. Right. But there's, like, otherwise no information about it. Damn. That's all I could find. And that was after going through two – like, I went through th- – I have two um, news articles as sources, but I went through more than, than that. I went through, like, right. five, and they all said the same thing. And then I found so um, a Reddit – post about it so someone's mm-hmm. actually starting a podcast about it and there's prop it, it might be out now because when I did research for this it was a few like it was probably in October so mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a podcast just about Denise's case oh wow um I have the link for that so we'll share that as well um what we'll probably end up doing is just c- keep a running list of all of these yeah. um, cases and then we'll add them to our website when we get that up. But if you do want to look at that, you can also like go to the podcast description and usually we have the links in there um, yep. or we can put them in there for now. Um, and that's really all I could find. And that makes me so upset. Like this is a young mother. She was black, which I'm sure that's why. There's mm-hmm. not that much information because people, you yeah. know that people, if a 24-year-old pretty beautiful blonde girl goes missing and she has a child, there's going to be news articles upon news articles with yeah. information about it. There's really no information. Like, there's nothing to help people, like, you know, even, like, try to help the police figure out what this is. So I just thought it was oh, really weird. Right. And I'm wondering, like, it just seems to be such a random thing to happen like randomly yeah you know so it it makes me wonder if like she was driving somewhere and someone tried to flag her down and she pulled over and then like something Mm -hmm. happened or if it was somebody she knew that did that and that's why she stopped because like I mean 2015 I'm trying to think of how old I was I was about the same age five years ago yeah yeah I was 23 then so I was Mm -hmm. around the same age 
Um, I sure as shit ain't going to stop for somebody randomly if I'm driving. Fuck no. <laughs> Especially if I'm on a road trip like that. So I'm. that's why I'm wondering if maybe it was somebody she knew. Or maybe. Right. She, I don't know. If or someone that out. appeared to be in distress. Right. Because, like, I, I mean, know. like, if you're, like, I mean, here's the thing. I'd be more inclined to stop for someone that appeared to be in distress than if someone that was just, a, like, looking like they were hitchhiking or, like, whatever. If it were a man, I wouldn't stop. Unless they were hurt or something. Right, you know? like, like, visibly very, hurt. Very obviously, like, and then, and even That's then, how you get Ted I would Bundy'd. probably, right, I would probably call <laughs> and be like, hey, um, you know, call my mom. Hey, I'm here. I'm stopping because somebody's hurt. Or like, mm-hmm. call nine one one. You know, you're just. I mean, as a woman, you have to think about those things. So I can't imagine that she wouldn't be thinking about that. Right. So I don't know. Maybe her car broke down, or maybe she saw somebody broken down, and she thought it was an innocent thing, and it ended up. <sighs> Harlow's barking, and I'm about to <clears throat> take that dog to the pound. Anyways, um. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange and, like, super sad because, obviously, she had a small child and now they yeah. they have no mother and they have no idea what happened to her. Like, at least they found her remains. That's, like, one step, but, like, right. they have but, no like, idea. I was going to say, it sounds like nothing else has, like, really happened. Yeah. So that's all I have um, for that. And, uh, of course, we'll post, like, that information. Um, so now we've reached the dicking off segment of this podcast. Yeah. So is there anything that you've been like watching, reading, listening to that like really has been, you know, doing it for you? Okay. So I watched Ripper, the Ripper, the Ripper, Mm -hmm. I don't know, on Netflix, the new one on Netflix. So, um, I actually had listened to a podcast about that case. Oh, really? So I was already kind of familiar with it. Um, I actually think they covered it on my favorite murder. But anyways, really sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard it like something like that. It's very interesting, and I really find like British true crime just a step above. They're just well, I feel like their stuff is like more wild for the most part. Like it's like usually twistier. Yes, I don't um, know if that even makes sense. But this documentary did a really good job of like addressing the social concerns at the time that really play mm-hmm. into how the investigation was done with these this murder these murders. So um, we'll do a screen recap of that eventually after we kind of work through some of the other like things we're going to do. Um, yeah, because we have some uh, that we've you know been talking yeah. about for like a hot minute that we need to like get we, done. Yeah. So we're going to do those first. But yeah, so I I was watching that. It was really interesting. Um, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't really done much else. Um, well, I can tell you that I've been watching a lot of fucking television and reading uh, yeah. a lot of fucking books. <laughs> I love um, it. I'm here for I'll it. I'll start with just one thing for this week because I don't want to, like, blow my whole load. Overload. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, probably one of the things that I've really been enjoying, or that I've enjoyed the most watching lately is uh, The Wilds on Amazon Prime. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it at all. I haven't. Bitch. Okay. So it is a show. It's about about nine girls that are going on a, like, retreat to Hawaii, or at least they think they're on their way to a retreat in Hawaii for, like, you know, basically, like, it's, like, a feminist thing and, like, how to be, like, better women and 
blah 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 like all these girls are like kind of broken in one way or another they have some reason that their parents are sending them there they're all like 16 17 um the plane crashes on the way there and they are on a deserted island it's just these girls that'd be like um worst nightmare girls are such bitches girls are the worst especially teenage girls (laughs) i know jesus um, and I don't want to like spoil anything, but like this, it's the first episode, and this is, this is the part that'll hook you. So like, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be that, I'm gonna be that bitch. Um, so someone dies like almost immediately, and then at the end of the episode, like they like pan the camera back, and then it pans back to like a thing of like hella monitors of like different angles of the island. So it's all fucking this is a social, staged. This is a social experiment. Okay, girl. I'm bitch. It's so good. It's ten episodes. They're all like forty-five finger. minutes to an hour. I binged okay. it in two days. I'm um, I'm, I'm, I need something new because listen, content yeah. has been. I'm. I have these two weeks off, and there's no. no you no need doubt. to watch the show. Like you will okay. love it. I it's it. so I good. It like I said, it just dropped on Amazon Prime. So if you have a Prime membership, you can watch it. Um, if you don't have a Prime membership, I don't know what century you're living in. Um, I don't, but I still people's logins so that I can watch them. <laughs> Not steal, I mean borrow I'm from done. my cousin. I don't know what <laughs> you're Thank you, Jordan. About. I love you. <laughs> Sharing oh, is caring, sweetie. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I did want to talk about this because I want to mm-hmm. get on my soapbox for a second. Uh-huh. Okay, I, you know, Oxygen Channel has yes. their tr- a true crime lover's dream because they have tons Fucking of different facts. shows. And every time I sit down to watch one of their shows, every single case they feature is a white person. Every single case. Yeah. Every single case. Every single murder that I have, like, wa- I mean, in the last month or two, it's disappointing. I mean, of course, those cases still matter, but, like, right. we have to have a healthy, like, there's so many cases like are let's, out there. Like, let's make the, like, representation of cases be the same as, like, I don't know, the United States population right. representation. Right, like, what America looks like. Or wherever. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter, but. Right. Like, yeah. Well, so. even, like, you know, not to talk, you know, too much about it, like, a lot of these, like you know documentaries and stuff generally are about white people or you know it's i mean even like a lot of the unsolved mysteries a lot of them are white people yeah well and you know too like i obviously i'm not i'm not (laughs) those cases do matter so please like don't don't hear me wrong and right like all of these cases deserve attention but like there's cases out there of people of color and like indigenous people Mm -hmm. particularly indigenous women that I mean if given a little attention might be like it might be a huge game changer and these things are never really represented in mainstream media or mainstream like Unsolved Mysteries is a huge show yeah and even today I mean yeah they do a better job than they used to about being Mm -hmm. like more diverse with their cases but yeah I just it was just something I noticed that every time I like tuned it on and it's usually they feature women and Mm -hmm. which yes like but also there's men to be featured like it's just there needs to be more and and, uh, it just makes me mad it grinds my fucking gears yeah I mean yeah 
Um, no, I think that was a fucking valid ass soapbox. So Thank you keep you. standing on it, girlfriend. I love oxygen. I just want to see more. I ex- in this day, we can expect more. And you that's okay. Them. Like angry okay. tweeting at oxygen. Okay. But like not too angry, but just like angry. No, like, like just hey, like salty tweeting. We- yeah. Okay. I'm going to write a note to do that. Tweet at oxygen. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so we'll be back on Wednesday with a recap. Yes. And um, we hope you had I'm a Merry sure Christmas. Yes, and a happy new year. Happy new year. And we'll catch you later, and hopefully you like all the fun new things that we have. And, you know, hopefully you stuck around. (laughs) Buckle up, buttercup. Woo! All right, bye. (laughs) Bye.